the Sacred Heart Novena, Day 7, A Wounded Heart. Pope Pius XI wrote an encyclical on reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus called Miserentissimus Redemptor. In it, he has the following to say about devotion to the Sacred Heart and reparation to that wounded heart of Jesus. He says, When Christ manifested himself to St. Margaret Mary and declared to her the infinitude of his love, at the same time, in the manner of a mourner, he complained that so many and such great injuries were done to him by ungrateful men. And we, Holy Father, we would that these words in which he made this complaint were fixed in the minds of the faithful and were never blotted out by oblivion. Behold this heart, he said, which has loved men so much and has loaded them with all benefits. And for this boundless love, he has had no return but neglect and insults. And this often from those who were bound by a debt and duty of a more special love. In order that these faults might be washed away, he then recommended several things to be done, and in particular the following as most pleasing to himself, namely that men should approach the altar with this purpose of expiating sin, making what is called a communion of reparation, and that they should likewise make expiatory supplications and prayers prolonged for a whole hour which is rightly called the Holy Hour. Tomorrow in our Novena, we will look towards the pierced heart of Jesus, opened wide by the lance of the Roman soldier while Christ's lifeless body hung upon the cross. This is the great wound in his sacred heart, a wound he still carries after the resurrection. There are, however, other wounds, among the innumerable blows the Lord Jesus received in his terrible suffering and death, there are two devastating blows which would have gone unnoticed by all those around him who were busy tormenting him with their words, their fists and with their whips. Those two blows were silent blows. They drew no blood and they caused no bruising but the wounds they inflicted on the tender heart of Jesus are beyond calculation. The first of these assaults on Jesus' heart was the betrayal of his friend Judas. We can almost hear the terrible hurt inflicted on the heart of the Lord when he says, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? A kiss communicates intimacy, friendship, love. But Judas used it as a signal for the Lord's enemies to single Christ out as the one they were to arrest. Judas, the disciple, companion and friend of Jesus, forever known as the one who betrayed the Lord, and he does it with a kiss. If you have ever been betrayed by a friend, if you have discovered that a person you loved and trusted so much has been plotting and scheming and selling you out behind your back, you are in good company 
for the Lord Jesus knows what it is like to walk in your shoes. Today, bring that wound to the wounded heart of Christ, that his wound may heal and soothe yours. The second terrible blow Jesus receives is the triple denial of Peter. That he knew it was coming and had said so to Peter just a few hours earlier wouldn't have made it any easier. We call it Peter's denial, but it also is a betrayal. Jesus, the Gospels tell us, looks straight at Peter as he hears him make the third denial. And what pain and sorrow must have been in the eyes of Jesus, for it causes Peter to flee the scene and go outside to weep bitterly. He had promised Jesus that though every other friend might abandon him, he would always stand by him. He made very strong promises to Jesus, but he proved himself to be very weak in delivering on those promises. How the anguished heart of Christ must have taken a very deep wound in experiencing his best friend deny by means of oaths and curses that he ever knew him. These are deep wounds of betrayal and abandonment which Jesus' heart experiences. Today, how many of the Lord's priests will kiss the altar with their lips as they begin Mass, but their hearts are not in union with him? And how many friends of Jesus will today deny him or set their loyalty to him aside when it becomes inconvenient or hard to be known as a Christian? Like Peter and Judas, each of us can potentially wound the meek and humble heart of Jesus. Today, still, so many disciples abandon him. At the time of his passion, all his disciples abandoned him. Only the beloved John was present on Calvary, and that only by the arm of our Blessed Lady. Add to these wounds the negligence of his three special disciples when he pleaded with them to keep watch with him in the garden when his soul was, as he put it, sorrowful to the point of death. They fell asleep and could not in fact watch one hour with him. All alone, the anguish that arose in the heart of Jesus caused him such intense agony, sorrow and pain. But his divine mind, his sacred heart, was not just assailed by the neglect, betrayal and sin of his dearest friends, but by all the generations of mankind and its tsunami of sin. Wave after wave of the sins of the whole world broke onto the shores of the sacred heart of the Lamb of God. Adam's sin, David's sin, Herod's sin, Peter's sin, my sin, your sin. All of them were in some mysterious but real sense present to the mind of Christ and weighed mercilessly upon him in his Gethsemane agony and the torment that followed it. Now, if the sins we commit today, nearly 2,000 years after Christ's agony, wounded and weighed upon his sacred heart so much in that hour in the garden, 
Can we not also hope that any consolation, company, relief, or act of love which we offer him can also be present to him in that moment? Can our love make reparation to the Sacred Heart for the offences we and the whole world gave and continue to give to our Lord? Holy Mother Church encourages us to do just that. Once again, Pope Pius XI in his encyclical has this to say. Now, if because of our sins also, which were as yet in the future, but were foreseen, the soul of Christ became sorrowful unto death, it cannot be doubted that then, too, already, he derived somewhat of solace from our reparation, which was likewise foreseen when there appeared to him an angel from heaven, in order that his heart, oppressed with weariness and anguish, might find consolation. And so, even now, in a wondrous yet true manner, we can and ought to console that most sacred heart which is continually wounded by the sins of thankless men. The Pope is reminding us that Jesus, in the agony of the garden, experienced the weight of our sin, but he too can experience the consolation of our love if we offer it to him. On this day of our novena, would it be possible for you to watch one hour with Jesus? Could you make your way to some church to remain with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament or to some adoration chapel to pray a holy hour of Eucharistic adoration? If that be not possible, Perhaps your imagination will take you to the most abandoned tabernacle in the least visited church in the world. And then let your heart fly there to console the wounded heart of your God. Let us pray our prayers for the Novena. O my Jesus, you have said, Truly I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. Behold, I knock, I seek and ask for the following grace. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. O my Jesus, you have said, Truly I say to you, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Behold, in your name I ask the Father for the following grace. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. O my Jesus, you have said, Truly I say to you, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Encouraged by your infallible words, I now ask for the following grace. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, for whom it is impossible not to have compassion on the afflicted, have pity on us sinners, and grant us the grace which we ask of you through the sorrowful and immaculate heart of Mary, your tender mother and ours. O sacred heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. O sacred heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. O sacred heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. Jesus,